Hands of My Podcast is a proud member of Darkcast Network, presenting the brightest of indie podcasts. Do you find yourself bored at work while eating your lunch? Do you watch the clock waiting for work to be over? As you're sitting in meetings, do you find your boss's voice sounding like a howling banshee? Then don't wait another minute. Tune in to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. We are ready to entertain you. Hola, my beautiful humans. This is Jasmine Castillo, and I bring stories and cases from the people of color community, bringing awareness of murdered and missing indigenous women, girls, two spirits, the LGBTQ community, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, Black Indigenous people of color. These are their stories. So, welcome to Hands Off, my podcast. When a husband reports an ongoing domestic assault, authorities quickly respond to the call. Upon arrival, there is no sign of the alleged female perpetrator, Cecilia Huerta Gallegos. Cecilia never left the home after entering her master bedroom. Where are you, Cecilia? This is your story. I had the honor of speaking with Mireya Lopez, Cecilia's sister. We discussed her story, for she is still a missing person, and Mireya's goal is to raise awareness about her disappearance. Cecilia Urena Huerta Gallegos, born November 17, 1988, was the fifth of seven children. Her parents immigrated from the Dominican Republic to Houston, Texas, where she and her siblings were born and raised. Cecilia's siblings recall that as a child, Cecilia often nursed injured animals back to health. Quote, she cared for every animal, even if it was a rat, Margie Lopez recalled. She wanted to save every animal. This compassion followed into her adulthood. Cecilia was known as a doting mother and a compassionate nursing assistant who cared greatly for the elderly residents in her care. Her sisters described her as a great human being with a beautiful personality. Um, well, she was a great person. She will always be happy. Um, she was, I think, the, the fun one. I think that even though we had a bad day, she will make you laugh. She will call you and tell you, you know, jokes and all of that. She was the, from all of us, um, she was the funniest one. I think that you will never see her mad, to be honest. Um, she will love helping each other. I mean, people that she didn't even know either. Um, but she was the happiest person on earth. You won't literally see her mad at all. Uh. Yes, even in my work moments, I think um, she will be the only one that will you know, change my mood and everything. She will like tell me everything will be okay. Like I mentioned before, um, she will come up with some things that that literally will make you forget the your bad day. You know what I mean? Like she was awesome. I think the funniest story I've ever had of her is, you know, when we were baptized. I think <laughs> when we we had a big party at a, a salon, and um, she was literally, literally like in the front talking to everybody like with the grown-ups and like I mentioned before saying jokes and all of that you know she will literally make everybody laugh and I think that's the best moments of my life when we were baptized because I think that's 
the only time where we literally spent time together as brothers and sisters because we did have a, a tough childhood, even though not a lot of people know, but our childhood was real tough. I think we went through a lot of personal personal things. I think that's why I literally understand you, you know, why you made this podcast, because a lot of it, it represents me and my old my two sisters, you know, we went through domestic violence. Also, we went through, you know, personal stuff where, you know, we were abused. You know what I mean? It's something that I, we don't really mention to everybody. You know, it's something personal, but we we did go through abuse when we were younger. So it's hard. Cecilia was considered an exemplary worker by her colleagues, supervisor and patients alike. And she inspired those around her. She always went above and beyond what was required of her, and she is deeply missed by all. Cecilia resided with her family in Houston, Texas until 2012. She began her journey as a mother at a young age by giving birth to two children with George Spezia, who was younger than her by three years. Cecilia and the children lived in her grandmother's house until she moved to San Antonio, Texas. Her ex-partner, George Spezia, received a seven-year jail term for the crime of burglary of habitation around the same time. According to Maria Lopez, Cecilia decided to start fresh and forge ahead with her life. Now, burglary of habitation is a specific type of burglary that occurs when someone enters a home or other building with the intent to commit a felony, theft, or an insult. Now in Texas, burglary of habitation is a second degree felony, which means that it is punishable by a prison sentence of two to 20 years and a fine up to $10,000. Cecilia moved to San Antonio with her two children where she worked as a cashier at a local gas station. It was here that she met the man who would later be charged with her murder, Reyes Huerta Gallegos. They were legally married on February 26, 2013. The couple purchased their new home located on 5622 South Wick Street in San Antonio just a year after they wed, signing a deed on March 6, 2014. Sadly, this is also the last place anyone saw Cecilia. The couple welcomed two more children into the family and Cecilia stopped working at the gas station to stay home with the four children shortly after they were married. Cecilia began studying for a professional certification in the healthcare field during this time, and she became a certified nursing assistant in December of 2016. She then started working at St. Francis Nursing Home on July of 2017 as a full-time aide. That was her whole life, like helping out people you know older than her and I think that's something that she experienced not for long but that's something that we we seen that she loved it I think she was on the first level if I'm not mistaken she had just passed her medicine test because oh, wow. she wanted to do medicine also she was a cherished employee who was described as a very reliable and her patients loved her she worked her full 40 hours on weekends staying home during the week. Unfortunately, while Cecilia's occupational dreams were coming true, her husband's behavior began increasing more possessive 
Friends said that Cecilia had a curfew and that her husband checked on her regularly at work and at school when she was taking classes. According to police and Bear County court records, Reyes assaulted one of Cecilia's co-workers at the nursing home on June 22, 2019. He punched the male co-worker in the face after showing up at the facility during Cecilia's shift. However, the trial was waived on January 13, 2020, when witnesses failed to appear in court. The victim's name was Jeffrey Pardo. Investigators said Cecilia tried to end the relationship with her husband that day, to which he responded by pulling a gun, according to an affidavit. Cecilia was worried for her safety. Reyes didn't allow anyone to visit the home, even putting a lock on the gate to keep people out, according to neighbors. She did tell my older sister, Margie. She told her that um, her plans, she did have a big plan um, before she you know, disappeared. She did tell her kids, she spoke with them. She sat all of them down in the sofa and she spoke with them and told them that, you know, she was planning to get a house. She was already searching for a home. Um, those were her plans, get a home um, and put Serlin's camera everywhere, you know, to get away from from her husband. That's something big that she had literally coming up. She even saved money to do it. You know, that's something that she was even happy about she she would speak to my older sister and she would tell her you know what i'm you know it's coming i'm i'm i'll leave you know i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna take my kids with me we're gonna start a new life sadly cecilia would disappear before this plan could be carried out cecilia was seen for the last time on july 7 2019. her long shift at the nursing home was scheduled to end at 11 p.m. However, she would end up leaving around 7.20 p.m. after an unexpected visit from Reyes during her shift. Reyes approached Cecilia around 6.40 and she appeared to be very uncomfortable. During the encounter, captured on the facility security camera, Reyes came very close to Cecilia, causing her to back up into the wall. After Reyes left the facility, Cecilia approached the head nurse, asking to leave early. And she explained that she needed to go home to check on her children. According to her sister Maria, Cecilia also called her younger brother Justin Disla. Quote, she told him that she feared something was going to happen, that she needed to go home and watch her kids. End quote. Cecilia arrived home from work at 7.39 p.m., according to records, entering the master bedroom that she shared with Reyes. Less than 15 minutes later at 7.53 p.m., this is the last time Cecilia was ever seen. According to police, Reyes can be seen in surveillance footage keeping his two biological children and two stepchildren, who were 6, 7, 12, and 14, away from the master bedroom. The children, forced to go into their bedrooms, heard an argument take place. One of the children told Maria Lopez that after being forced into her bedroom, she, the child, heard screaming and that she covered her ears up to block out the noise. The children remained in their rooms for the rest of the night. 
and Cecilia was never seen again. It's been hard. It's been, to be honest, um, it's been hard for all of us. Um, imagine it, it's hard for us that we're, you know, old, older than the kids. The kids, it's been hard for them. Um, even though we, we take them to, you know, therapy and everything with the psychologist, they still haven't got through losing their mom. Um, at, I think at some point, my youngest, the my niece, she's the one that I guess she still holds hopes that she's coming back. You know, she don't know 100% that my sister's gone. She thinks she's coming back. And it's something that it's really hard because it's hard to explain to her, especially when you're going through depression because you don't even have your mom. She was real attached to Ceci. Um, you know, Cecilia would literally take her everywhere. Like she was, it was her only little girl. Um, the rest of them are boys. But it's been hard for all of them. Um, the two oldest ones, they're with their father. Um, so, you know, it's been tough on them too, you know, but they have, you know, overcame, overcome a bunch, a lot of stuff, you know, after she, she was gone. So, but like I said, at this point, it's even, even myself, I still see a psychologist. It's something that you can't heal. You can't, you know, as time goes by, you still don't have closure to, you know, to we'll, we'll find her. At 2.08 a.m. the next morning, the home surveillance cameras experienced a period of blackout that lasted until 3.44 a.m. During this time, Reyes was observed moving around the house and going in and out of the master bedroom. He made multiple trips to and from his bedroom to the family's white Chevy Tahoe, leaving the residence on four separate occasions. While three of these trips were relatively short, lasting between 2 to 11 minutes, his fourth trip spanned over two hours. At precisely 6.27 a.m., Reyes was seen driving away from the residence in the White Tahoe. Upon returning at 8.48 a.m., he began unloading equipment including a chainsaw, two shovels, contractor duty trash bags, and cleaning supplies with his shirt soaked in sweat, after which he proceeded to take a shower before contacting local police to report an incident. Upon arriving at the residence, San Antonio police found that Cecilia was not present. However, they did observe visible injuries to Reyes' face, a scratch mark on his chest, and a superficial cut on his index finger, which was consistent with fingernail marks. According to Reyes, he had been involved in an argument with Cecilia 30 minutes prior, during which she allegedly cut him with a knife. The couple had been arguing about possible infidelity and the situation escalated into physical violence. Following the alleged assault, Cecilia reportedly left the home stating that she intended to leave their family and disappeared in a car driven by an unknown man who had been waiting outside. Despite her sudden disappearance, Reyes did not report her missing and claimed that he had no knowledge of her whereabouts. Cecilia's siblings 
all of whom live in Houston, became very concerned when they had not heard from Cecilia for several days. After that last ominous phone call with her brother, Justin, it was very unlike Cecilia to cease communication with her family, especially her children, decisively after three days of eerie silence from Cecilia, Justin called the San Antonio Police Department, asking them to complete a welfare check on Cecilia. When the officers informed Justin that Cecilia couldn't be found to complete the welfare check, he filed a missing persons report. Upon filing this report, San Antonio Police informed Cecilia's siblings of the 911 call made by Reyes on July 8th. Her siblings became even more concerned and suspicious after hearing the content of the report. They knew Cecilia would never voluntarily leave her children. She didn't take a vehicle, clothes, or money, and there has been no activity on her cell phone or credit cards. Police would soon find that Cecilia could not have fulfilled the actions described by Reyes in his initial report. As per Greg Rosmiarek, a representative of St. Francis, Cecilia's absence on July 14th was highly unusual and concerning since she had never missed a shift before. Later that day, Cecilia's siblings Maria and Margie Lopez contacted Search and Support San Antonio via Facebook. After learning about their efforts in the search for Andrine McDonald, another local mother whose remains were discovered on July 11th, 2019, and Andrine's spouse was found guilty of manslaughter, and just recently Andrine's spouse was found guilty of manslaughter in February of 2023 with respect of her demise. Nina Brooks, the founder of Search and Support San Antonio, wasted no time in alerting and coordinating with volunteers on Cecilia's case. One such volunteer was Robert Green from Chainbreakers, who offered invaluable expertise in the search for missing persons. The next day, July 15th at 2.22 p.m., Brooks and Green worked with another volunteer from Chainbreakers to check on Cecilia at her family home. When there was no answer at the door, they contacted SAPD to perform a wellness check on Cecilia. Upon arriving at the Gallegos home and sharing what they knew about the case with law enforcement officials, Reyes Gallegos arrived back at the home. He allowed the two deputies into the house while neighbors also spoke with volunteers outside about their observation, but had not seen Cecilia themselves. Although unsettling circumstances surround Cecilia's disappearance, including an unusual visit from Reyes to Cecilia's workplace, dedicated professionals such as Brooks and Green will continue working tirelessly until she is found. On July 15, 2019, the San Antonio Police Department obtained a search warrant for the Gallegos residence after visiting and interviewing witnesses. The warrant granted them access to the property's video surveillance system, which had both interior and exterior views of the house. The footage was unsettling, 
as it contradicted Reyes's account from July 8th. It showed that Cecilia was not visible during the alleged assault, and she was never seen leaving the house or the master bedroom after entering at 7.53 p.m. on July 7th. Detective Alicia O'Brien stated in an affidavit that the suspect's statement did not match what they saw on the video. There was no evidence of a struggle, and Cecilia did not leave the house. Before her disappearance, Cecilia had expressed concerns about her safety and instructed her friend and sister to contact the police if anything happened. At the ever since she she started, you know, dating Ray, everything changed. Um, you know, I think we would not see her often, so I didn't even we couldn't even plan a day with her. You know, to be honest, the last trip she made to Disney before she was murdered. They, I think that, you know, that's something that I have regrets um, not going with her. You know, I received the last hug from her and I think that, you know, she was not okay at that point no more. Mm -hmm. um, so if I could go back in time, you know, I could, I wish I would have gone to that trip. I think she was so happy. Um, it was like a getaway from her, like getaway from her home. Um, that Disney trip was, you know, I think something that she she didn't do for years. Like that trip, I guess, made her feel the way she was really, that she was back then a happy person, um, you know, but we never knew that, you know, that would all change. Child Protective Services removed the children from Reyes' custody and placed them with Margie Lopez due to the suspicious circumstances surrounding Cecilia's disappearance. Search and Support San Antonio has organized countless searches for Cecilia. Family, friends, and volunteers have searched overgrown culverts, ditches, fields, and parks near her home, but Cecilia's body has never been found. Because the video surveillance obtained from Gallego's residence contradicts the story Reyes gave to police on July 8th, Reyes was arrested and charged with making a false report to a peace officer on August 13, 2019 and was released on a $3,500 bond the next day. However, a judge increased the amount from $3,500 to $75,000 on September 4, 2019 and Reyes was taken back into custody the following day. Court records indicate that this case was closed on March 12 of 2020. On August 24, 2021, Reyes was arrested without incident during a traffic stop on the city's west side. He repeatedly told reporters that he was innocent and he was transported from public safety headquarters to the magistrate's office where he was formally charged with Cecilia's murder. Reyes was indicted by a Bear County grand jury on November 16, 2021. The indictment alleged that on July 7, 2019, Reyes intentionally and knowingly caused the death of Cecilia Huerta Gallegos by manner and means unknown to the grand jury. Records indicate that this case is being prosecuted by the Family Violence Division in the 
44th District Court. On January 12, 2023, a judge reduced Reyes's bond from $250,000 to $150,000. 14 days later, on January 26, 2023, Reyes was released on house arrest with GPS monitoring. While his current residence is unknown, for he does not appear to be living in the house on the Southwick Street. The trial date, previously set for March 30th of this year, is now set for July 10th, 2023. A search for Cecilia Huerta Gallegos remains were conducted in preparation for the upcoming murder trial of her husband, Reyes. Jean Robinson Consulting in Juan Cantu provided invaluable assistance with their drones despite temperatures reaching 107 degrees. San Antonio Demolition Company also contributed their time, heavy equipment, and expertise to the effort. All I want to do is, you know, get the word out there. That's the main thing. Um, I think like at this point you mentioned before, um, her name hasn't gone viral. You know, I, I, a lot of people don't even know about her. It's like, you know, like, like she don't exist to me because, you know, it's, it's just a couple of people that know what happened to her. So that's my main goal. I just want to get the word out there. We want justice, you know, and we just, I think if we could be able to reach, you know, the reward to go up, you know, um, I'll be more than happy, you know, probably that could move a lot, you know, if the reward goes up, someone could step forward. But all I want at this point is just, to get her name out there. That's the main the, the main thing I want. Thank you for, you know, for reaching out to me and Nina. That means the world to me. Um, you know, I've tried to reach out to a couple of podcasts, but like I mentioned before, it's it's hard. It's hard when, you know, they don't reach back to us and, you know, they say they are, they don't, you know, it's hard. I, sometimes I think that depends where you're at. San Antonio, I think they're real slow with, you know, with cases. And I've never seen them, you know, they don't even contact us as they're supposed to. So that's something that really bothers me, mainly because of that I want to get her name out there so they could know that, you know, we have a lot of people supporting us and trying to find her. Currently, there is a reward of $1,160. Donations accepted to increase the reward, and I will provide the GoFundMe. The San Antonio Police Department is currently seeking any helpful information regarding the homicide of Cecilia Huerta Gallegos. If you have any information or knowledge about this case, no matter how small or seemingly insignificant it may be, you can also call SAPD with any information. Tipsters may remain anonymous at 210-207-7660. Your assistance could greatly aid in bringing justice to Cecilia Gallegos and her loved ones. Remember, your voice and information can make all the difference. As a community, it is imperative that we come together and work with law enforcement to combat these violent crimes and bring peace and bring Cecilia home. Since the initial days of Cecilia's disappearance, Search and Support San Antonio has been tirelessly advocating for her. Their efforts included conducting searches and distributing flyers to raise awareness about her case. 
We want to thank Search and Support San Antonio for their unwavering dedication to finding Cecilia and bringing her home. Their professionalism and thoroughness in handling this case has been truly remarkable. Despite past setbacks, the family remains committed to finding Cecilia's remains. If you want to aid in the search for Cecilia Huerta Gallegos, contact Search and Support San Antonio at 210-372-7143 or email sassa.tx.org at gmail.com. I will place all this information in the show notes. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back for our discussion of true crime stories. Starting in June, I will be switching over the podcast to be a bi-weekly pod platform. Until then, this is Jasmine Castillo. We are voiceless no more. This podcast was created, produced, recorded, researched, and edited by Jasmine Castillo, current active member of Darkcast Network, Transto Task Force, Uncovered.com, and partners with Search and Support San Antonio.